0: Welcome back, boys. It is episode 2.13 of the Commissioner Kellan Podcast, and what a coincidence. 2.13 in October in the year of our Lord, on the eve of October, Friday the 13th. Wild coincidence. How about that? Creepy. Ooh. Spooky season. It. Uh, let's see. We got uh, second intermission here of the Wings game, uh, Wings season opener. Uh, there's three minutes left, in the Chiefs uh, and, uh, and Broncos, wow, brain farting already. Chiefs, uh, three minutes left, Chiefs-Broncos till halftime. Broncos have the ball, so it's a pretty safe guarantee nothing exciting is going to happen. So might as well record some stuff for the boys. What are we going to do today? So we're going to go heavy on the Guillotine League. We are going to have Danko on to kill him. Uh, but first, Danko is going to help me do the linchpins as we begin a new execution period. This is a two-week execution period for those of you still alive in the guillotine league. Uh, we will do linchpins. We will do survey results. We will do liability of the year. We'll talk about what, what went wrong for Danko. I can never say that, right? Um, of, of course, he's got a poem, and then we'll kill him. And Yeah, me and Danko will just hang out, break it all down uh auction league keeper league we will recap last week's high and low scores like we always do and very quick breakdowns of this week's coming matchups so that is all i have for today pay me if you haven't yet a few of you have paid good boys the rest of you be better let's get going Danko, what is going on, dude?
1: Happy to be here on a Thursday night. I so said, no, no wife, just me and the dog. Got got the whiskey in hand, similar to you, minus the wife and dog.
0: Bachelor life, buddy. Let's get it. Cheers. Blink. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're you're a little classier than I am. Oh, is that Rashi? Nope. Dan- oh, I wasn't attached on it wasn't a touchdown anyway. Um mm-hmm. You're sipping on the Scotch over there. I got some 128 proof, uh, Bardstown, single barrel. But yeah, we're spicy. Well, it's spicy. Classy. It's it's spicy. I put two ice cubes in it. It's a strong pour though, so calmed it down a little bit. But she's still spicy. Is
1: that your do you usually do two cubes? Are you more cubes? No cubes.
0: Uh, I've been doing it neat lately a lot of the time this 128 proof was a little too much so i put one in but yeah like i said i probably poured about four fingers in there maybe five so i give it another one um just to calm it down a little bit because i'm not that much of a man so i'm pretty manly but not that manly Feel yeah i usually
1: try everything neat first just to see how god intended it and then yeah I might throw in a cube or two if it's yeah a bourbon but usually scotch i drink neat no matter what so
0: yeah that's, that's the, my nice stuff you gotta just drink neat and it should be a pretty easy drink um i've been learning more and more about whiskey and bourbon and a little bit of scotch over, over the past few years and they uh, i've heard differing opinions some people say like oh yeah you add whatever you want it doesn't like you know if you need to add water fine ice fine like it doesn't take away from it sometimes they say it activates more flavors but i don't know i'm not that much of an expert i just know what i like
1: that's what they say the expert tasters do they add a little a little water to
0: it a of spring
1: tasty notes
0: yeah <laughs> sniff it before you sip it yeah that's how you oh. make it look like you know what you're doing oh
1: yeah no one likes no one likes a whiskey snob though that puts someone down for the way they drink it though so i'm not no. i'm
0: not that guy No, do you. Whatever floats your boat, I I don't care. Uh, Probably unless you add, like, Coke to, like, a pour of Blanton's or something. Yeah, that'll judge you.
1: Well, that's just disrespectful at that point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really is. That's a communist move. Never been. Yeah. Well, Danko, we are here today, unfortunately, to kill you. But we're going to have some fun first. So the order of operations here is... We're going to do our linchpins, and maybe you've got a clever name for, you know, your version of linchpins, and then we're going to do our survey results. Uh, We're going to do a little bit of a new segment. We each have a bet for this weekend's action, uh, uh, football, to bring to the table, and then we'll get into what went wrong for Team Danko, Liability of the Year, and we'll kill you off with a poem. So that'll be the order of how we do things today. Do it. We can start with these linchpins. Do you want to go first? You want me to?
1: Uh, start us off. You show me how it's All right.
0: done. All right, let's do this. So, first on my list is Jimmy, Team Jimbo, and my linchpin for Jimmy is Lamb Chops. And CD Lamb is the first one on this menu. And CD's got a pretty good matchup on paper, anyway, for this week. Uh, he's in LA against the Chargers, but this dude has been rocky at best so far this season so his fantasy finishes so far this season are wide receiver 32 wide receiver 10 which is his best finish so far wide receiver 43 and wide receiver 20 and then last week he was wide receiver 45 in that embarrassment that we all had to suffer through uh, against the 49ers he's had exactly four catches in every game excluding that week two game where he finishes wide receiver 10, where he had 11 catches for 143 yards. And he's also only had one touchdown so far this year. So I don't know what is going on with CD. I know last week they played the Niners. Um, I don't think it's been a particularly difficult schedule for wide receivers, but this is not what CD Lamb's supposed to be. So does CD turn it around this week after the Cowboys were embarrassed last week, like I said, or is CD going for the liability of the year repeat? We don't know, but that scares me in Jimmy's lineup is that he's relying on this dude. He just picked him up for, I forget how much money I can look that up uh, in a minute here, but CD lamb concerning to start in this guillotine league right now.
1: Uh, I would agree with that. Um, He was part of my undoing last week with a pretty subpar effort. Um, he did help me win a championship last year, so not can't can't be too mad at him personally. But I I don't think it's a CD problem. I think it's a Cowboys problem. Um, that's a whole nother topic of discussion,
0: not fantasy related. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, you picked CD up last year, I think from my execution, and then uh, CD went from liability of the year to a champion. Yeah. liability of the year won a championship how about that how about it? all right who's uh who's first on your list uh
1: first on my list um i went with a a musical theme for all of these uh these subjects here i'm gonna start with uh what do i want to start with let's start with uh eric um i'm gonna start with the uh the more recent a uh, good song the a b c t e f u i see what i did there uh this guy this guy let me read off uh his tight end stash here dallas goddard david njoku evan ingram and dallas schultz he has four tight ends on his team got more tight ends than a prison prison rookie football team that is kind (laughs) of unheard of i'm not sure why you would want so many tight ends um
0: they're not so tight anymore i would imagine no
1: no, he needs more wide receivers. He needs more experience.
0: Yeah. Um
1: yeah, I it's it was interesting to see he has so many. Um none of which I necessarily trust week in, week out. I mean, Evan Ingram has actually been pretty solid, uh, minus last week in uh in London. Um, but right now he currently has Dallas Collard slated in there, but he's going against the Jets. So um I mean, tight end's not going to ever make or break a week, but um, it is interesting that he's, he's his entire bench is tight ends and then backup quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Jordan Love. So not necessarily going to hurt him this week, but he's either going to have to spend some money in the upcoming future. And I, I believe this is a two-week execution, right, Kellen?
0: It is. I meant to mention that off the, the get-go as well. Yes, two-week execution period.
1: There you go. And uh Big E only has $112 left. Um, so his uh his his roster is gonna need some work down the road, and hopefully he can uh use that $112 smartly um these next coming weeks here. Uh, assuming he makes it there. Yeah. Um yeah. Notice from, from my little A B C T E I'm missing the D, and he's got a whole lot of D's on his team. <laughs> He's got D. David D. Montgomery, D, D yeah. Adams, Devontae. He's got DJ yeah. Moore. Three of his tight ends start with D. Dallas, David, Dallas Schultz. I mean, say, There's there's a lot to go about. San Francisco D is actually probably going to come into play here. They're um, what are they? They're they're pretty. Uh, they're not super high up there. They're number eleven defense, but. Uh, with a roster like this on a two-week thing you're you're gonna hope that they put up the 17 points um that they put up last week against Dallas versus like um the two that they put up against Arizona surprisingly so um he's gonna need some a little bit of help I don't hate his roster completely but the the lack of depth is noticeable
0: yeah aside from tight end I I want I want to know Eric's strategy did he just stumble into all these tight ends like because he Sprinkled them and ended up being the highest bidder. I don't know. Right. But it is very odd to see three tight ends on the bench. And
1: they're not First. all bad. Not like we no? were in the beginning. And they got a bunch of just, just they're all average ish. Is,
0: yeah. is he going for the tight end monopoly? If you need Absolutely. a tight end, you have to go to Eric. Maybe that's a strategy. Because, yeah, he doesn't have much money left. So I, I don't know. Hopefully he's got something up his sleeve.
1: Hopefully. But that's what I got for him.
0: Very good. Yeah, a lot of Ds, too. Yeah. No shortage of D with Eric. Classic. Classic. (laughs) Uh, Okay, very good. Uh, I will go on to my next team. I'm going to Orico, Huge Hawks, and my linchpin is the King has returned. Has he? And which King am I talking about? Is it Derek King Henry, who's RB15 on the year? He definitely hasn't wowed, but He has had decent weeks so far this year. He's been very up and down, and more down than up, though, I would say. Or is the king, Patrick Mahomes, king of QBs, and let's face it, king of the NFL. He's just QB6 on the year. He's been good, but not Mahomes-like. He has yet to break 30 points in a game so far this year. He's probably flirting with it right now based on how this Thursday night game is going. He's probably a little... Off track, but one touchdown will get him right back on track, maybe a little ahead of schedule. But, you yeah, know, he'll be right around 30 probably again this week. Or is the king I'm talking about, Jonathan Taylor? King of running backs these last two, three years. He's finally back, but he was very much on a snap count last week. How many more touches will he get this week? Nobody really knows. He was on a leash last week as they used him back in. I don't expect them to fully... You know, give him the full length of the leash this time around and just really unleash them. So which versions of these players is Matt getting in these next two weeks? If these Kings don't stay Kings and act like Kings, he could be on guillotine watch.
1: Good points there also to note, um, not the greatest matchups, just briefly looking at his stuff like he's got King Henry playing. Uh, in the King's land. They're in London, actually, playing against Baltimore. Yes. Pretty stiff defense.
0: Oh, is that a bet? The King to score in the King's country? Ooh. Derek Henry, anytime touchdown, it's probably like minus 115. It probably sucks for odds. Yeah. Still, but... if the signs are there, just hammer it.
1: Yep. That that what you got for Matt?
0: That's all I got.
1: All right, oh, who do I got coming up next? Let's do Mr. Nick Jugen next. Let me pull him up here, but do know with his tune,
0: nice with ass. his tune, what's that? I told Jugen he's got a nice ass. Oh,
1: <laughs> nice dick. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't even know if he listens, so maybe he'll chime into the group chat if he hears us.
1: Yeah, does he? Does he uh, do the surveys or no? He does. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's half the battle, I suppose.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Well, your tune, Nick Jugan, is when the Saints come, Walker in. Oh, when uh, the Saints nice. come, Walker in. All right. So I'm looking down his roster. Actually, I'm not too worried about Nick's uh, roster this week. Um where the tune comes from. He does have Kenneth Walker fresh off a of buy. Uh, not sure how Gino is doing health wise. Um, but either way, usually the way to beat Cincinnati, um, I think their run game or their run defense is not quite up to par with the pass defense. So I'm thinking Kenneth Walker, um, fresh off a of bye should have a, a good game. I don't think Charbonnet will cut into his work too much. I know that was kind of a concern in the first few weeks there, but, um, should be good. um, I don't think he'll have to rely on a Tony Pollard Monday night game. Again, it's a two-weeker, so it, it doesn't really come down to Monday anyways. But I feel like Tony Pollard's got to get a touchdown at some point. The Chargers are probably a pretty good defense to get it against. Um, uh, otherwise, the uh, the Saints that I was talking about in the tune, he does have Saints D, which they're one of my favorite Ds of the year. They're playing against Houston. Um not sure if the Saints are going to have a great game against Houston. They are not turnover prone. C.J. Stroud actually takes care of the ball pretty well. I don't think he's thrown an interception this year. Um, and Not too many fumbles to go around either. So Houston, even though you know, they might not put up significant amount of points, um, they don't turn the ball over all that much. So that's that's really where you get the bulk of your fantasy points there, um, yeah. unless they're getting special team touchdowns.
0: I didn't know New Orleans was defense four on the year. I knew they were good. I didn't know they were top five like that. But yeah, that's oh,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, they're one of my favorites on the uh, on the year there. And then the other Saint is Saint Brown, uh, coming off his injury. Um, I don't think he'll miss a step with the injury, um, but he is playing against Tampa Bay, who's off for bye, fresh off a of buy, and their pass defense is above average. Um, so he, I. I mean, I I don't I can't pull his stats up right now, but he I think he gets at least 11, 12 points a game, but he hasn't had that breakout game yet where he went too wild. So I'm sure he'll get solid performance from him. But if anyone were to shut him down, it might be that Tampa secondary. So you got your Saints, you got Walker to watch out for, and um but otherwise I think he's safe on a on a two weeker here.
0: Yeah, he feels pretty safe. We might need Amon-Ra to have a day this week. I I'm. It's weird. Oh, for just think. for non-fantasy purposes, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I it's weird as a Lions fan. Like I'm confident going into every game, but I think the Bucks are for real. So I this think one, we'll need to
1: be have a good game. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. looking here. Tampa Bay's pass defense is a top five pass defense against fantasy. Oh, so yeah. Got so it. could be could be tough sliding for Saint Brown. Again, I ten yeah. fantasy points seems pretty, pretty attainable, but um, yeah. Oh, here you go. Quick, quick little Kenneth Walker. Cincinnati run D. They had up 140 yards to Arizona, 173 to the Titans, 178 to the Ravens, and 206 to Cleveland this year. That was when they had Chubb. I think they played him first week, though. That would make sense. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so Cincinnati run D, very, uh, very leaky.
0: Horace. Horace Ruddy. Liking
1: like a big Kenneth Walker day
0: uh yeah that could be a good draft kings play i don't know what his price is but yikes yeah he's uh he's primed prime amen wow all right all right that's all yeah nice work yeah. i will move on now to joe what is joe's team name i forget what it is uh dk's meat calves here we go uh my linchpin for joe is so you're telling me there's a chance and I mean this in a bad way, and I will say (laughs) that, (laughs) Austin Eckler is such a pain in the ass. I believe last year he was the RB1 in fantasy. If not, he was up there. Sure, I get it. But literally every other year of his career, this dude has missed multiple games, and this year already is no different. Here we are kicking off week six, and Eckler has played one game this season. The Chargers had their bye week last week, and you would think after that he'd be good to go. Like, yeah, he's fine. They they probably rested him up with the bye week in mind, so he's got that extra week to recover. He should be ready. Well, Eckler has reported uh, to say that he is 99% sure he's playing this week. Dude, what? You've had a month off. You played one game this year. If Eckler's playing, you start him. There's no questions there. The problem is he plays on Monday night, so if he's declared out, it won't be until Monday, and Joe will have no time to pivot unless he drops someone for Joshua Kelly. If I was someone else, I might just go pick up Joshua Kelly, Joshua Kelly, and Shelley, Kelly, and uh, and maybe potentially just screw Joe over. But Joe needs this dude to be a superstar, and he simply hasn't been. And not only might he not not uh, be a superstar again this week, but he could be dealt a goose egg if he banks on Eckler playing and he misses. So playing a little bit with fire there, Joe. Um, I'm an Eckler owner in the Masters League, another league that we're, a lot of us are in, um, and he's been a real pain in the ass, and he has cost me wins because he hasn't played, and he's a first-round pick. So that one is scary to have to rely on, especially because he's a Monday night game.
1: Yeah, I'd have to look to see if there's. I mean, make a good point about the, the Josh Kelly part. Um, not that Josh Kelly Josh does Jack anything. Is. Yeah, Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly. <laughs> he
0: sounds way good. I
1: mean, not, not that he does anything, anyways. Because I was a big Josh Kelly pickup guy when Eckler went down, and I think he put as many points together in his starting role as he did the first game with Eckler in. So, dude.
0: Yeah, let me let me pull up his stats. Yeah, while Eckler was healthy, Joshua Kelly had his best week of the year. And then when Eckler was out, he didn't do shit. Yeah, here we go. Like, yeah. So Joshua Kelly scored fifteen <laughs> points week one. Then when it, he was the only guy getting carries, he like seventy nine percent of snaps, seventy three percent of snaps, sixty percent of snaps. He got three, two, and six points. What the hell is that? Dude sucks.
1: Right. Perennial backup, I guess.
0: Yeah, he, he can't handle the volume.
1: Clearly. Yeah, can't yeah. can't handle being on my team then. Yeah. Oh wait, I don't have a team anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bro Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll call him Josh Kelly again when he has a good game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Totally. laughs> Josh, Josh <Shelly>. Kelly. Yeah.
0: cooler <laughs> yeah. anyway. That's
1: probably the coolest right, you thing got you can next. hope for. All right, well, what do I got? Now, let's let's stay on the um on the Jugan train, Mr. Tough Muff Ben Jugan. Um I'm gonna go with a 50 cent class and say, go back up. It's her birthday. We're gonna party like it's Herbert birthday.
0: You if you look on really his roster, we, I appreciate it.
1: Oh yeah. We do have two Herberts. I don't know if you mentioned this in a previous podcast. You might have, but he has two Herberts on his team.
0: Hey, these are tough to come up with. So there's, there's yeah. <laughs> definitely some recycled material.
1: So, yeah, if it's recycled, I do apologize. But I do listen to all podcasts. So if it's recycled, yeah, hey. my bad.
0: And we appreciate your loyalty. Yes.
1: But, yeah, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, so we have Justin Herbert back. Um, and his finger should be fine. It's on the non-throwing finger. Um but you never know might be that extra little something Dallas D is not quite as tenacious as it was beginning of the year uh they lost Trayvon Diggs um to an ACL I think two weeks ago I, I, pretty recently sounds about right I don't uh, maybe it was not quite I don't know but I do know Trayvon Diggs is out with an ACL injury um and I think Van Der Esch also is still out
0: yeah it he's definitely. out for a few weeks with a neck
1: or something like that. It... Sounds right. I, yeah, I don't know. Linebacker neck problem sound about right. Yeah. He's one of the few that still wears a neck roll, so I believe that he probably
0: oh, I, love it. <laughs> I love the look.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think Herbert will be fine because Dallas did not quite as tenacious as before, but they do have something to prove after being shelled by San Francisco and Brock Purdy last week, so they might figure something out. Um I mean, in theory, the Chargers pass offense should be better than the 49ers with Brock Purdy, but I think people sleep on Brock Purdy, so they could shut him down on a Monday night. We we don't know, and I don't know if the finger will come into play or not. Um, either way, um, I'm more worried about the other Herbert because he has Najee on by, um, and he's playing a bunch of backups right now and is starting running backs. Um Actually, Najee might be an upgrade because he is just trash. Um, He is just a trash panda when it comes to fantasy, and I'm not sure why people draft him ever. But uh, he has Kareem Hunt and Antonio Gibson in his starting running back spots, both full-fledged backups, like not even really committee guys. Maybe you can call Gibson kind of a committee guy to Brian Robinson, but I'm going to call him a backup at this point just because it fits my narrative here. Uh, um, I'm not sure how many points he's going to expect from these guys. Kareem Hunt has a game of 4.5 points and 1.2 points and a bye so far this year. And Antonio Gibson has a high score of 8.4 points last week and a low score of negative 0.6 points. So he's all over the place but don't love his ceiling. So, um, that's who he has starting right now because Harris is on a buy and the other Herbert, um, Cleo Herbert is doubtful, um, against Minnesota, which is unfortunate because I'm sure he would have done pretty well against a subpar Minnesota defense. So, um, I have Ben Jugan probably finishing bottom three this week and it doesn't get much better next week. So, um, he let me see how much money he has to spend. Not that there's people to spend money on right now because there won't be anyone yeah. in between these two weeks, but not loving his position right now. He did, oh, yeah, he spent forty seven dollars on the Lions D, and that's all the money he's that's spent it. so far. He's yeah. the leader with
0: nine hundred and fifty three dollars remaining. Yeah, I wonder if he's kicking himself right now. Uh, maybe if not, not right
1: now, league. maybe in two weeks,
0: yeah. it might have been by design, yeah, maybe maybe two weeks from now might have been from design you got to roll the dice at certain points in time you can't always spend money so yeah he he opened himself up to some vulnerability here for sure and I Khalil Herbert being doubtful I that was better than what I thought I thought he was out for weeks already so right um I don't know if that's good news or bad news for Ben but I thought he was already toast
1: yeah yeah or might have been like And I know in the Yahoo league, I have Justin Jefferson and they're like, Oh, he's heading to IR, but he still stayed doubtful until like Wednesday morning.
0: I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. Yeah. You can't move him to IR. So there is eating up a roster spot the whole time. It sucks.
1: Exactly. So maybe, maybe it's one of those. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't love the direction Ben's heading here. And those are my reasons why. And it sounds like you're kind of in agreement there.
0: Yeah, he's got some concerns for sure. I think he has to spend money if he survives to to get something better because his team just isn't – doesn't feel safe by any means. Anyways, on to you. All right, cool. I will go to Tommy, brother Tommy, the only Tommy remaining in this guillotine league. My linchpin – oh, I forgot to ask. Do you have a name for your linchpins?
1: Mm, no i don't know i just went with a, a song theme i don't know dank that tune i don't know <laughs> so the
0: what <laughs> the, the the one that i came up with in the locker room for you for those that wills Danko does actually have a first name and it's william so will but nobody ever calls him will um but so mine for you danko was wills and won'ts if
1: I, if I ever make it on another pod i'll I'll pivot that way because coming up with songs ended up being a time consumer on a Thursday <laughs> but, but this was yeah, just these, as fun so yeah
0: <laughs> these lunch pins take time um and it's tough to come up with new ones every time. so uh, i I'm glad to have other people help me out with them to a cut the workload in half and then b c like what goes into it. So if I don't have my a game one week, you kind of know why. these are a little bit <laughs> of a short. Amen. I will go next though to brother Tommy, and my linchpin for him is who's the tallest. And by that I mean, uh, so here's some questions: Do eagles fly higher than jets? Do ravens fly higher than a titan is tall? Sunday afternoon we've got the eagles versus the jets, and Tommy has Jalen Hurts and Devonte Smith in that game for the eagles. Will they fly higher than that jets defense can? I don't know. Does, do, do Eagles fly higher than Jets? Probably not. But um, <laughs> back to football, that's that's a stout defense. And that's not who you want to play against in fantasy, especially when you're playing a wide receiver. The Ravens also play the Titans in London on Sunday morning. Tommy has Gus Edwards and Justin Tucker, a pair of Ravens in that game. And Tennessee isn't the scarier, scariest matchup to play against but weird things do happen in those london games the lunder or the london under is a very popular bet that actually has a pretty strong record and that over under is just 42 points so yes justin tucker is a kicker so the over under doesn't really impact him that heavily but vegas knows more than anybody else so uh that's a pretty low over under um, so fun,
1: fun Vegas fact that I read in an article this morning was the NFL unders that were like 42 and a half or less this year. The unders are hitting at like a 70% clip or something like that.
0: Really? What was the number 42
1: or less? It was like 43 or 42 and a half. They yeah. I forgot what they said it at, but basically, low unders are hitting like 70% of
0: the time or something so far this year, yeah. at least. Okay, good to know. Yeah. I will take so, that to the bank.
1: So here come a whole lot of overs if you bet them naturally.
0: Yeah. Right. The overs are two. <laughs> Right. Yeah. A lot of
1: backdoor overs.
0: All right. I'm going to make a mental note of that, but
1: <laughs> uh, fun fact.
0: Yeah. Go ahead with, uh, with your next one.
1: Uh, let's go. We only got two more, right? Yeah. I got Ricky up and what tune did I come up for the ill-tempered sea bass? I, oh, I came up with two for him. Uh, One, actually, I'm not even going to sing. I'm not even going to sing. It's just, um, we all know the classic hit, Ebony and Ivory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the 2003 public school version of it would be just brown and white. (laughs) He's got A.J. Brown playing, and we just talked about that. uh, New York Jets defense. I'm going to assume he's going to draw Sauce God Gardner coverage. I don't know for a fact. Um, I think their other corner, and I can't remember his name right now, is Hurt. It might not play. So if A.J. Brown doesn't get Sauce coverage, might be a big game for Devonta. But whoever gets Sauce might have a down game, which I'm assuming is A.J. Brown. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something to watch out for this coming Sunday. Um, and then the White part of it, he's got Rashad White playing against a hot Troy defense. Um, They are off a bye, and even though his uh, running yards numbers don't blast out towards anyone, I mean, he's at 39, 73, 38, and 56, not scaring anyone, but he also throws in a few receiving yards. Um, He's been over 22 receiving yards in three of the four games. Um, Only one touchdown so far, but either way, um, they do like to feed him, but... We'll see what Detroit wants to shut down if they're gonna be concerned with the run or they're gonna to try to make uh Baker beat them in the air. Not really sure. So unsure what to expect from Mr. White there, but um something else to look for. I mean, we'll be watching anyways as Lions fans, but Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other song I put together for him is uh from another classic in the same type of realm there as Ebony and Ivory, uh Bad and Bougie. Um Ricky will be cooking up cup in a crock pot Fucking on your thought 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 um I couldn't think of anything for that last one there just but cook it he's cooking up cup in a crock pot we have Jared Cook this is one of my concerns with him because I was pretty high on um not Jared Cook sorry uh um, James, James Cook sorry yeah thinking of old tight ends there James Cook I was pretty high on him um earlier in the season or actually I drafted him in most and I think he got him off of uh from my team and he's had a pretty solid year so far but he did have a down week last week so um, really? yeah that's part of that was part of my undoing his minus four rush yards yeah uh, against jacksonville now you can blame the london the wonder if you will yeah um, and jacksonville being in london um but yeah i i don't know what to expect from this coming week it's a good bounce back game with the new york giants though
0: Yeah, good Um, matchup. That's the matchup you want right now. All right, we got cut off at the end there. So, Danko, give us your closing comments on James Cook, and I think he has some other points to make too.
1: Yeah, I think I made the points I needed to about James Cook. Um, He'll be all right um, with the return to the Giants on Sunday night football. But, um, yeah, Cup is back. No one's happier about that than Kellen, I'm sure.
0: Our Lord (laughs) and Savior, Cooper Cup.
1: (laughs) Callen does love any opportunity to talk about K- Cooper Cup on a podcast, so yeah. I'm glad Man, I can be the one. On
0: my my brother in law's podcast for our dynasty league. I had a weekly segment a couple of years ago that's called "This Date in Cooper Cup History," <laughs> and I would read uh, his stat lines from college uh, from whatever Eastern the date Washington. was that I was yeah, recording. Yeah. What? what
1: was it, Eastern? What? Where did he come from? Eastern, Eastern Washington.
0: Washington, baby, there Big Sky Conference. Let's go! They the yes. red field or they still yes. do have the red field. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I would convert his stat line into fantasy points. So just mm. to give everyone perspective on it. Yeah. But, uh, How, that was, what
1: a beauty is.
0: Oh God. Yeah. I, I would love to say it was a crowd favorite, but I think, uh, I think J- Jimmy likes talking about it in hindsight, but I think at the time everyone was like, why does this guy like Cooper cup so much? Cause that was before the blow up, I believe. So um but that was before the triple crown year so everyone still thought I was crazy you were so cool to bring it back
1: you were cool before it was cool
0: I really was I I have more swings and misses in fantasy hot takes than anyone else but I got the Cooper Cup one right
1: you got a swing at him right swing for the fences
0: yeah yeah I'll either strike out or hit a home run so I, I don't hit singles I don't hit doubles
1: Shoot for the stars, you might land on the moon.
0: Uh, how inspirational.
1: <laughs> yeah, so not not too much to say about Cooper Cup other than he's back. He looks good, but Ricky does have him and Puka, um, which in the short run, no issues there. They look good last week in tandem. Tutu seems to be the guy out, but uh, down the road, we'll see if they're both usable. I don't know how much longer Ricky plans on using them both, uh, assuming both stay in good health. Um, but yeah, that's just something to monitor, I guess, in weeks eh, coming up versus this specific uh elimination here. But uh, Ricky has $345 left, so not a it lot, does. but he's low. Yeah, there's only a there's only like three or four people below him, so he's he's right in the middle.
0: Okay, oh, that's not a bad place to be, no. Puka could be a nice little trade piece, too. Or or Cooper Cup, depending on what he's feeling. I don't know. Maybe he likes Puka, and he can get more for Cup in, uh, in return. I don't know. But, yeah, I'd probably move on can, from one of them.
1: Can Stafford keep him thriving all year long? That's the
0: question. We'll see. We'll see. That'll be the question. But Anything else for Ricky? No,
1: that's it. I think he's safe this, uh, this coming yeah. elimination.
0: Okay. We'll see what Joe Burrow does. Correct. And uh, the experts are saying Ramondre Stevenson should be coming back into form here this week. So, we, we will see.
1: We will see. We will see. I know they've been shaky in the beginning, but Burrow seems to be coming on. Actually, is going the opposite way. He started off with two double-digit fantasy games, and then he's been 6.75 and then 2.4. Okay. Um, and he plays Buffalo next week after Las Vegas. So, we'll see.
0: It's tough. Buffalo's oh. tough. Vegas, not so much. No. All right. All right last linchpin, we've got Brendan. And uh, I laughed earlier because you had uh, something very similar to what I have for Brendan. Hmm. But mine, my linchpin for Brendan is, will the Saints go marching or will the <laughs> Saints go farting? <laughs> and,
1: Good. Good, song. Uh, Good song.
0: Yeah, very mature. Um, So the Saints play Houston this week, and Brendan has two Saints in the starting lineup, Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave. The Texans present a really great matchup on paper for running backs and a pretty bad matchup on paper for wide receivers. So Brendan kind of has to take the bad with the good here. Uh, But there are other concerns with the Saints. So Olave is hobbled with, I believe, an ankle injury. He had just two catches last week. And thankfully for Brendan, one of those catches was for a touchdown kind of salvaged his day that was otherwise terrible but even if he's suddenly healthy he's still relying on Derek Carr to feed Olave I've always liked Derek Carr but uh, I thought this change of scenery would do him really well but he's still kind of the same mediocre quarterback that he's always been so I think that's another hot take that I didn't get so right but The Saints passing attack hasn't been much to fear so far this year, so I wonder how many stacked boxes Kamara will see as well. This could be tough sliding for those Saints players, so that's something I would watch if I was Brendan.
1: It did say Chris Olave was a full participant today's practice.
0: Okay. That's That's probably good news, and I wish I would have known that before this Thursday night game. Oh, Cortland Sutton, Tutty, No? They're waving him out? Um, yeah, I, I started Rashi Rice in a league over Chris Olave cause I thought he was still banged up. So that might've been a mistake. Oops. Whoops. Oh, that's a tutty. Oh,
1: well, good for oh, my, un, good for my under and, uh, Denver cover parlay that I threw together before this.
0: Well, what's the parlay? Actually,
1: it was, it was under. I took the Thursday night under. I think it was 47 and a half, and then it was Denver plus 10 and a half.
0: Well, that looks pretty
1: safe. Good use of $10, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't too confident with it, but I'm happy. You'll take a dub when he comes.
0: There you go. Well, I, we're done with the linchpins now. Should we go into our, our bets? Yeah, I got one more. I got to
1: go over Singer.
0: Oh, my bad. Gotta, go ahead. I got it. Go.
1: I got to do actually, and I think while you mentioned that, Singer might have Rashi Rice. Well,
0: that'd be just uh, the perfect segue.
1: It's, gotta
0: love a good Rice segue. Oh, yeah. Taiko and Rice. Oh, oh yeah. Rice he went double, he better, went double
1: yeah. down. He went double down on the Chiefs there. But yeah, uh, oh. yeah so Singer's tune. This one, I'm not sh- This is what we were talking about earlier, where you just kind of run out of juices after a minute and then you just take a sip of whiskey and you're like, "Eh, fuck it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, any core Singer, sorry. you can find the Yeah. Been there so, before. man.
1: Yeah. So bring it back to our middle school days. If you remember the juvenile B side classic, set it off.
0: <laughs> Don't know if you oh, remember that man. one. Can I, can I get a tune?
1: The tune. Let me see if I word. can play it on my computer.
0: Give it a shot. That
1: that one ring any bells?
0: I can't hear it.
1: Oh, shucks. Oh well, well either way.
0: I'll have to listen goes, to it. Bijan,
1: what's up? Ridley, what's up? Two chiefs, what's up? Let it golf in this motherfucker. <laughs> yep this is coming back to me all right all right yeah that might have been a little too explicit for our middle school dances but uh, you know
0: i'll slap the explicit tag on this yeah right. yeah it's
1: gonna be an NSFW or whatever yeah. yeah um anyways um yeah so b john great pick um He has Washington and Tampa Bay coming up. Tampa Bay's defense we just kind of talked about was pretty good, and I'm a little worried about the Lions um, in this two-week span. They do play him on the second time. So uh, Bijan's been pretty solid, um, but rookie regression tends to happen at some point. So I don't know if this is going to be the time when he does it or not, but if he survives this two-week thing, I think he'll be all right because afterwards he gets to look forward to, like, Minnesota – uh, in arizona for a little bit there so um i think he'll be all right there um well and calvin ridley he's woken up from his little like two-week uh, slumber um he came out hard in that first week against indy and then kind of fell asleep against casey in houston but uh did have a great game against buffalo last week so i think he's coming back he does have a nice matchup with indy this week i do like pretty much any wide receiver against the indy secondary they're not great Um, But he does play uh, New Orleans the week after that, and then Pittsburgh D after that, and then a bye, and then San Francisco and Tennessee. So this might be the last week of uh, Calvin Ridley eating, and then he might uh, be a little more famine after this week. So something to watch out for for Calvin Ridley. I think he's fine um, for this uh, particular execution period, though. Uh, the more concerning part was the two Chiefs that he played. Um, we do have the benefit of Thursday night football happening right now. Uh, Pacheco is sitting here with six minutes left or so in the fourth quarter wow. with 12.5 points. Um, wow. Rashi Rice, three receptions for 44 yards, so 5.9 points. So
0: not great. No. Any more? Uh, the Good news Dang. is the, Bron- the Broncos just scored six minutes left in the quarter, so the Chiefs can't,
1: yeah. The so, no, nah. no, they could run with Pacheco or they could still throw with rice. So, yeah. we'll see what they decide to do here. Yeah. But, uh, we'll see if that's a, the Rashi Rice. I, I don't hate the Pacheco start either way. No. Um, but Rashi Rice is a little, a little questionable. Although, if you look on his bench, he doesn't have too much to work with. Samaj P. Ryan only has two points, so good sit there. Mims has zero points. Then he has Gainwell or Pitts to choose from after that. So, eh, you know, Pitts had a pretty good week last week, but not sure you play him over Rice. So, we'll see. We'll see if he is concerned with that. And then the last part of that song, Setic Goff. He does have Jared Goff. Our Lord and Savior here. Let's so,
0: go.
1: coming off a big 30 point week against Carolina, he has two tough road matchups. We know golf isn't as good on the road. Typically, I was going to mention that just
0: now. Yeah.
1: Not a road warrior, and he's playing against the Bucks and the Ravens. So, two above average um, pass defenses that he's going to have to deal with. And uh, hopefully, St. Brown is healthy for him. That'll help uh, keep everyone else healthy. I think he'll still be serviceable, but. Just something to watch yeah. out for.
0: Yeah, it's big two week for Lions fans. Uh, Tampa, at Tampa and at Baltimore before we host the Raiders on Monday night. So mm-hmm. I'd love to, I, I, a 2 and 0 would be fantastic. I would gladly take one and one, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd like a nice Tampa win this week. I mean, if we lose to the Ravens, it'll be tough. They're, take the pressure off up and down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I hear you.
1: So. Yeah, that's 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 what i got for singer again probably right. safe but i could see him being a a bottom half team on this uh execution period
0: okay singer you've been warned heed this warning. heed this warning all right awesome um all right that's it for the pins let's go to the survey or you want to do the bets first
1: uh, let's do a survey because it's fresh it's... we're, we're... We're Let's talking, yeah, all right. We're, we're still talking fancy
0: football, oh, so football. Let's go, big gainer. All right, question one Who had the worst free agent pickup? And it was the big spender, Eric Devonte Adams, for $302, received four votes, which was 36% of the vote. The next highest bid was 175. Ooh. So, yeah, that's That's quite an overspend when you just look at the second-highest bid. Uh, Tied for second is Joe's pickup of DeAndre Hopkins for 91, and Joe again, Alexander Madison for 76. I don't like that one either, uh, just because I don't like Alexander Madison. Um, So uh, Joe gets both second-place votes, and then one vote each, Jimmy's CD Lamb pick of $107, liability of the year. Also, Rick's one hundred one dollar James Cook pickup and Joe's KJ Osborne fifty one dollar pickup. I'm gonna guess I mean, that Ricky voted.
1: 30. I'm gonna guess Ricky voted um, not for CD Lamb as his. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> his <laughs> best, I, uh,
0: maybe maybe he'll be upfront with who he voted for. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah.
1: I don't think 302 is that much of an overspend for Devontae. I mean, compared to the 175, you probably wish you kept
0: yeah. some of that money, but. And yeah. When you look at the second place bid, yeah. Right. It's a lot of money, but yeah, Devontae Adams for 300 bucks. Not that bad. So, I mean, the, the fact that 302 was the biggest amount, it was right. kind of a lower dollar a week. So. So, I mean, yeah,
1: in, really in my other survivor type league, he went for 500 so yeah. That,
0: your other league does the $1,000 budget? Correct.
1: Too? Yeah, it's very similar to this one. And he went for actually 516
0: Oh, wow. So, Who did it first? Did I do it first or did that league do it first?
1: No, you did it first.
0: Damn straight. Let's go. Commissioner Kellen Difference, The OG. That's right. All right, question two who had the best free agent pickup? Um, so this vote uh, actually it's, it's Jimmy's pickup of CD Lamb for $107, which actually got a vote for the worst free agent pickup, but he got five for the favorite. And in second place, there's a tie between Tommy's Christian Watson pickup for nine dollars and Joe's Joe, uh <laughs> Joe's Brock Purdy pickup for a dollar.
1: Mm-hmm. Big Purdy fans over there. I think I voted for Tommy's Christian Watson. That sounds familiar. Okay. That could be a steal for nine.
0: Nine bucks. Who'd you you vote for for worst pickup? I think I did Alexander Madison just because I don't like the player.
1: It might have been Madison, actually, now that I look at it. I can't remember. I know for sure I did do Tommy's Christian Watson pickup, as best pickup, because for $9, that's a steal. Um. But I, yeah I think I did go Madison and thing is, is I was pretty high in Madison too but Joe got for uh, I guess he only went seven dollars over the next highest bid so in that sense he did a pretty good job but yeah
0: I uh my least or no my best was actually Cole Komet to Rick for two dollars I was the oh, only sorry. one to look for it I think that's a starting tight end for two bucks so yeah um,
1: at least the next few eliminations I'd hundred percent start Cole
0: yeah he's got multiple touchdown upside per game yeah. so Chicago's um,
1: offense kind of figuring it out lately. so
0: fuck them. they're,
1: they're
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried. um but yeah, the only other team to receive a vote was Joe's deAndre hopkins uh ninety one dollar pickup um, who is most in danger aka most likely to die this ex- this execution period Rick. And Ben are tied three votes apiece. Matt and Eric each get two votes and Tommy gets one vote. Question four, who is the safest from the guillotine this execution period? This is a runaway. Jimmy, take a bow because you got seven votes for being the safest. But be careful because I was voted to be the safest heading into week one. So, you've been warned. In second place is Jugan, Nick Jugan with two votes, and then Singer and Brendan each received a vote. Now let's get into the fun ones. So, who is your go-to N64 Mario Kart character? Danko, what was your answer? I'm a Yoshi guy. You're a Yoshi guy. So, that would have been my second answer. Um, I didn't... I thought... I thought I was not mainstream with this answer. I'm a Toad guy. Um, but the Yoshi and Toad tied for four apiece. Right. And then Luigi, really? Donkey Kong, and Peach each got one. I will guarantee you, Rick is the Peach guy. Rick I'm gonna
1: Rick the guy. Huh? <laughs> I was just going to say. I was just going to say. I was like, I bet as soon as you started that comment, I was like, he's going to say, Rick the Peach guy. <laughs> oh,
0: no. <anyway. laughs> so, I... I know for a fact, uh, Mr. Lorenz used to play this with Ricky and Tommy, and Mr. Lorenz would always be Peach, and he'd kick their asses, and he'd say, "You just lost to a girl, cause I'm Peach," and to make them feel even worse. So I think Ricky adopted that strategy just to talk shit. Uh, Ricky so lost it's a very Lorenz, a girl. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> Lorenz sequence of events. I'm
1: surprised not a single person's a Mario guy. Usually one guy is a Mario yeah. person and you just let them have it because like eh, you're the Mario guy. That's fine.
0: Yeah. And Mario he's just like it's too basic, you know? Everybody likes Mario, but it's like, yeah, there's more exciting characters. Yeah. Yeah. No, no Mario, no Wario, no Bowser. Hmm. Yeah. Next question. Bowser's too slow.
1: That makes sense. Bowser's
0: too slow. Yeah. If the entire Guillotine League was sucked into Mario Kart, think kind of like the last Jumanji remake. Uh, which of our league mates would be most likely to be Mario? Um, <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. This was a runaway. And it was a Rico. Matt a Rico. He received five votes. Maybe because he's Italian? <laughs> I, I don't it's know. Uh, I <laughs> don't even... It's a me. A Rico. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know who I voted for. I can't remember. Maybe it was or actually. I think I voted for his brother. I think I voted for Mark. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, oh.
1: I Matt. I voted for Matt, and I just assumed because Mario's kind of like an alpha guy. Okay.
0: Yeah. You know, Matt exactly. just seems
1: like the like an alpha, like
0: yeah, a Mario. So. Uh, Matt's gonna love that comment. Yeah, I wish he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> <He> <laughs> we was, can edit did.
1: that out right yeah
0: right yeah producers producers. (laughs) um yeah so matt ran away with it with five votes second place alone is joe with two votes and then jimmy rick mark and myself each received a vote probably because i'm such an alpha right amen All right, same question for question seven, except which league mate would most like would be most likely to be Yoshi. Um Joe. Joe wins this one with three, and then me with two. Rick, Tom, uh brother Tommy, Brendan, Eric, and Mark each received one. I don't know what to make of that. He, he's <laughs> of Yoshis. <laughs> uh next question, same thing, but who would be most likely to be Wario? Rick. <laughs> Rick <laughs> is the winner here with three. Again, I have no idea what to make of this. Matt and uh cousin Tommy each get two votes. Brendan, Mark, and you, Danko, each get one vote. So right. how do you feel about getting a vote to be Wario? I don't, I don't
1: know. <laughs> You're just like I don't know what to make of it. Like I, I don't even is that a good thing, a bad thing? I, don't, I don't know. I actually voted for cousin Tom because I pictured him being Wario, and then brother Tom being Waluigi, and them just playing off each other.
0: Go! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah, there you can take it however you want. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but those were fun. Um, if anybody has any ideas for these questions, shoot them my way. Because uh, they are tough to come up with. Uh, last Monday night,
1: I think that was a Monday night post-game, like, post game, like yeah. after a few beers. I was like, throw this one in. This seems like yes. fun.
0: Yes. It was fun. Yeah. So maybe we can have a little powwow after all our Monday night games and talk about what the question will be this week. Yeah. yeah. If anyone's got ideas, I'm, I'm all ears. Oh, Danko's pouring up another drink. Let's go. Go. Night is young. Uh, there you go. Final question, who are you? Oh, Matt did not vote Singer. Did not vote. Singer gets a free pass. Um, Eric did not vote and Mark did not vote. But, but he, someone, Rick voted twice. <laughs> or someone said they were Rick. Hey, don't do that. Whoever I was, don't do that. We'll um, find you. Will we will you. find you and I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> a very special set of skills uh that's it for the survey results so uh next let's go to our bets that we got cooking right now Danko do you want to start officially
1: calling it the uh the part the podcast parlay
0: podcast parlay Parlay. I think we should
1: for now until something better comes up I like it for now yeah so I I figure we'd throw this in there it's just gonna be me and Kellen giving you our best bets of the weekend. Yeah, uh, we don't know each other's yet. I, I was just like, just throw together yeah. your best bet, whatever you're feeling. So we are we didn't want He's He was like, how spicy do we want to get here? I was like, no, just throw in one. We're going to put a two banger together. It's going to win us some money.
0: Well, yeah, we're going to win some money. Um, so we do have a lot yeah. of good. There's a lot of good
1: matchups this weekend, like football Damn. wise.
0: Yeah, there uh, it was tough to find one that I liked because. Correct there are a lot of good lines out there this week where I really couldn't pick a side.
1: Correct. I've had three bets of the week, the last few weeks and they've every one I was just like, yeah, like it just can't like, I would just look at him. yep, yeah, that was it. Let's go with it. And then hammer it. And what, it but this week I haven't, haven't found one that spoke to me. Maybe because it's Thursday night. A lot of times it doesn't come to me until like Friday or maybe like Saturday morning. Yeah. as I'm just like laying in bed at like nine in the morning and just kind of like scrolling my phone. Like, yep,
0: yeah, this is the one, but um so a lot of times they try to postpone making any bets because you're gonna be you're never gonna be smarter than you are on Sunday morning. Right. You, you'll know more on Sunday than you do on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. Correct. Yeah. So so I try to so I'm gonna up.
1: I'm gonna go with and of all the top twenty five matchups, this is maybe one of the least sexy ones. Oh you want college? I'm, yeah, I'm in
0: college. Oh, I had a boy.
1: Yeah, I I, I didn't I don't know. I looked at a lot of these NFL spreads and I I don't know. I then I got more excited because there's more exciting college games on this, this weekend with like Notre Dame USC. I thought I'd do something with that. That you know, game will always... be
0: exciting. That game's gonna <laughs> suck fast. <laughs> Kelly,
1: kind of, you look so dejected just thinking about it.
0: Um <laughs> well I'm looking at it now. Notre Dame is a favorite. Yep. Two loss Notre Dame is a favorite hosting. USC undefeated yeah. USC with Heisman winner and Heisman favorite Caleb Williams. So um that. I I can't do this, but USC plus two and a half has to be free money. Money lines plus 120. God, I'd be all over that, but <laughs> I can't not, not your bet of the week though. No, no, not at all. I, I thought I would at least sprinkle Notre Dame, thinking I'd that they'd be the underdog but it makes Nay. no sense. Notre Dame's Nay. going to lose. This is stupid. Nay. I
1: actually looked into that as one of my betting things, but I didn't have anything that necessarily spoke to me. I, I think I told you Notre Dame first half unders are a good thing to bet because they don't start yeah. off hot, but their defense no. ain't bad. Um, yeah. For example, their first half under last week was like 27 and a half against Louisville, and I was like there's... I, I was like, there might not even be 27 points this whole freaking game.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a good bet. That was a really yeah.
1: good bet. I smashed I smashed that one. Uh the current first half under for that game was yeah. like 30 and a half. Um, which makes me want to take it, but USC can just smash points when they want. They've been slower starting lately. So
0: Yeah, I think there's – last week.
1: Yeah. I still think that they're like over 30 points in the first half, like I think every game or maybe all but one game. So it's hard to like, I don't know. I'm not sure which side prevails. I think it would be the under, but it's not my bet of the week. But that's one to look into. Uh, my okay. bet of the week. My bet of the week is the Minutemen of University of Massachusetts. Yeah. First half spread plus 26 and a half.
0: Oh, my God. Tell me you're a degenerate without telling me you're a degenerate. <laughs> oh, my God. Who are they playing?
1: They're playing the number six ranked Penn State. Now, well, hear me out. Okay. You can get plus you can get plus. 26 and a half at either, like, minus 105 or 110 on, like, DraftKings and Caesars. I looked around. Barstool has them at plus 27 and a half. So, if you really want that extra point, go to Barstool. Just,
0: this is just first half,
1: correct? just the first half spread correct wow. um because i i actually forgot what the full spread is well, i got I it like here
0: in front something. of me i think it's like
1: 41 and a half 41 yeah so wouldn't be surprised if penn state actually covers the whole spread but i'm going with the first half spread giving me oh, 27 man. 26 and a half points or 27 and a half on Barcelona, but we got to pay the minus 150 if you're really crazy, you got plus 21 and a half on FanDuel at plus 128, but I don't like that one. Give me the plus 26 and a half. Penn State is looking forward to the week after against the Buckeyes. This is yeah. not, this is barely even on the schedule for them, believe me. Uh, but Massachusetts has played a lot of football. They played seven games already. They're one in six. They suck. They've lost six in a row. Yeah. But they just played a tough Toledo team. And uh, they were either up at half or like down three points or something like that. Uh, if you look at a lot of their first halves, it's not the first halves that's screwing them. They just stop st- scoring points in the second half. They're not okay. great in the second half. But they can fuck around in the first half and have some fun. So I think uh, Penn State's looking too far forward to the Buckeyes. In uh, next week's matchup, I think they they also don't start off very fast either. If you remember last week, they played Northwestern. They killed them forty-one to thirteen. Weren't they like tied at the end of the first half or something like that? Like it was a close game they, until.
0: I, I'd be lying to you if I said I knew Massachusetts or Northwestern football. Oh.
1: Oh, okay. I, I don't well, know. Yeah, Penn State played Northwestern last week, and I think it was like tied at half or something like that. Like it was a close game. So um, they don't start off great. And again, they're thinking forward to the Buckeyes. Take those minute, man. I, I,
0: I did. While you were talking, I, I had a $3 free bet with oh, yeah. drafting. So I am now riding with the boys. Massachusetts 20. first half plus 26 and a half. It. Let's, it let's ride let's ride
1: now what's what's calling got for us what's the commish got
0: mine's much more straightforward um i i was looking only at the nfl um and it was a tough nfl week but i saw one that yes it's a divisional game yes it's the nfl all the games are close but i'm extremely comfortable weighing seven points for the rams over the cardinals I think the Rams are about to take off a little bit here with Cooper Cup being back. Um, The Rams hung in there last week um, against the Eagles. What was the final? Did Philly pull away? Mm. I don't think they did. Oh, come on. Show me last week. Uh, It's 23-14. It's a nine-point game, but I I think Arizona is – Playing really hard. They're playing really tough. I don't think that can continue all year. I think they're going to start to lose steam. And I think Cooper Cup being back, I also fully endorse a Cooper Cup anytime touchdown, which I mean, the odds are minus 135. So it's going to happen. <laughs>
1: Dude. Um, he didn't score last week, right? So he's due
0: for a no, while. No, he didn't. So he's due. On top of all that, he's due. Um, but yeah, the Rams at home. Against the Cardinals, I'll weigh seven points.
1: Seven points, yeah. You can get at minus one hundred and five right now. It looks like.
0: Oh, I got hose. One hundred and
1: five, one ten. Depends on where you go. I see it at one hundred and five on Caesars. So. Okay. All right, I, be- so, yeah. I can I can ride that. Also, Cardinals. Cardinals are sans James Connor.
0: Yes, it's very true. Yep. James Conner out at least a couple of weeks. So, uh, very good call. I like it. I'm gonna throw it yeah. down. All right. We'll put a parlay together too. Let's do it. All right. the the podcast parlay. Yes. Parlay. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's Show hang we up off. here. Restart a new... All right. Here's the sad part of the podcast. Now, Danko, I've, I've had a blast recording with you tonight. Um, I've valued your insights into this guillotine league, into the gambling uh, world, but now it's time to kill you. So in your words, let's break down what went wrong for you in this. Uh, well, it was a one week execution period. So what, what, what went wrong in week five?
1: All good things must come to an end. Um, I just had too many. Duds, I guess. Like I'm looking across the board here and I got a great game from George Kittle, which gave me a little bit of hope going into Monday night. But other than that, I only had three other people with double digits, and one of them was a quarterback, which you expect double digits from. So wait, Kittle. Uh
0: what, yeah. is, are you looking at the right oh, league?
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> Different <laughs> league. Oops.
0: I was like, Here damn, I feel like Kittle alone would have saved you. And I was like, I was um, looking
1: at it like, yeah, actually, good. analysis says the same, but with different players now.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So D-hop, let's go. D Hop's uh, 18. Yeah. I would say. D Hop's
1: save 18 saved me. Madison showed up with a nice 11.6, which isn't spectacular, but it's been pretty good all season. I mean, even Watson did okay on Monday night with a 10 point banger. But yeah, I mean, I needed big games yeah. out of Adams. Got six point five out of them. Patriots D. I dropped them in a few other leagues, but here I am playing them here. Again, the defense wasn't going to save me in this league here. Uh, Evan Ingram, he'd been pretty solid tight end all year up until that game, mere four point eight, and then yeah, C.D. Lamb, Nico Collins, Cook, and then I guess the the cherry on top was Richardson getting hurt and only getting me three point
0: four. So. That's a killer. Well, literally a killer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When your quarterback gets you less
1: than four points, you're 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 kind of playing behind the ball to begin with. So.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the magic number is four. I mean, screw the four points. If he plays less than four quarters, you're in trouble. Did he leave in the first quarter? Yeah. I I thought quarter maybe
1: early second or something like that. But either way, he only had 98 yards and five yards on the ground and a fumble. So
0: of course, yeah. Throw the fumble in
1: there, yeah. Why not? Yeah.
0: So just un- point.
1: uninspiring across the board. I mean, I five wide receivers mm-hmm. between Ceedee Lamb, DeAndre Hopkins, Nico Collins, Devontae Adams, and Christian Watson. You'd think would be a pretty solid tandem. And I mean, just by quick addition here, I got maybe forty points out of those five.
0: Yeah maybe,
1: you know, so it's,
0: it's, it was bad, just a bad week. It It's a bad week. And that's what costs you in this mm-hmm. league. Jake Moody got his offense puts up 42 points and he kicks only extra points. <laughs> like, can a brother yep. get a field goal attempt?
1: Right. But again, I, I ended up with what, 77 points or something. The next highest was one Oh three. So I was still chasing 26 points So it's really dude, there's just too much wrong we could have a whole nother podcast on how bad my team performed this week but that's it's it's just an overall shitter
0: it it just wasn't your week to say the least it no, happened i good. can relate i've been there about a month ago and uh yeah you scored yeah. 10 points more than i did when i lost so be proud of all. In theory, that.
1: I should have. been in theory, I had four more weeks to enhance, though. So you know.
0: True. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even get a free agency period. That, that hurts. Didn't even get a chance to spend money. And now we get none. Now we're we're both sitting at zero. Well, I've said it before: losing now beats coming in fourth in this league, doing all the work, getting your hopes up, and you die right before the money rounds that's i've been there before too and that hurts believe that
1: the yeah. the i guess the the positive thing here was on tuesday my free agent signing period just laying in bed on tuesday was cut in about half just by yeah, not yeah. being in this league and i was semi-relieved a little this, empty yeah semi-relieved
0: waivers are a process now with all the leagues i'm in and uh, this one especially requires extra thought any league with fab waivers right. takes a whole lot of thought and this one especially because there's a whole it's other to on to it where you're trying to survive you have to be strategic it's it's tough so yeah all,
1: of, all other leagues you don't just get dropped you know devonta adams and you know cd lamb and all this stuff you're you're picking up scraps this is you can get them, some nuggets here.
0: Yeah, you're, you're fighting over... Uh, in other leagues, you're fighting over that De Mercado guy or whatever. Right. Uh, not not Devontae Adams. So, a little bit different for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got some analysis, but I saved it for the poem. I worked it into my poem. So, Do you have any more analysis before we move on to liability of the year? Um. No. I just... I'm waiting to hear my death. All right. Well, I hope you like it, but liability of the year. So uh, last, well, last execution period, we had a four-way tie for first place, all with two executions. That was Darren Waller, Jamal Williams, Jonathan Taylor, AJ Dillon, and we have a newcomer. Anthony Richardson is now tied in this first place contest for liability of the year. They all have two deaths or two executions, whatever you want to call it. There are now 58 players with one execution. I'm not going to read them all. Well, last year's liability of the year, CD Lamb has entered the chat, so something to keep an eye on. Jimmy, watch your back, man. CD is coming for you. Um... I feel like that usually takes longer, but no, that was it. Yeah, so thank you died with uh, 77.32 points. I died with only 67, so at least you weren't even the lowest. You can hold your head up high about that.
1: Yeah. I, I hate projections, but I was projected 124 that week, so significantly under projections. It was bad.
0: Yeah. Almost half. Like quite, uh Quite a margin. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, any, uh, any final words before I chop your head off?
1: Uh, we got a lot of words in tonight. Go Minutemen. We did.
0: No, go we Rams. Have, provided go, some good- <laughs> go Minutemen. Go Rams. Yeah. Go Um uh, And go Cooper Cup anytime touchdown. All right. Well, yeah, we've been doing this for a while and I've had quite a bit of bourbon. I am now empty. So I'm going to do my best to uh, read this poem in the the rhythm that it was meant to be set in so yeah any last words no get her done all right oh yeah i did want to mention some you know before i kill you be Mm -hmm. very proud you went 14 execution periods of survival that's impressive so like 21 weeks very good um Probably about that because we had multiple two weekers and a three week, uh, maybe two three weekers last year. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't mean to cut you down on the knees. My streak might have been longer.
1: Yeah. If you've been a bunch of top fours and the year that you won, I mean, that's 17 weeks right there. So,
0: yeah. Probably. I, I finished in third last year and I won the year before. Might have you beat, but you know what? This is about you. This isn't about the commish. So I'll count that up on a, on a different pod. All right, ready for this poem? <clears throat> I'm going to try not to botch this. I'm not confident. All right, here we go. Last year, Danko came. He saw, and as our champ, he certainly conquered. This year, he fell short, and his performance was more that of a turd the fourth victim to fall, and already the third of the floozies. That's not a good trend for our team. To that we say, whoopsies. And we kill our favorite, nay, our only, friend from Brother Rice. Now Danko, we're just brothers in the afterlife. And of course, on the ice. In times like these, we don't have to look hard for the reason of loss but the commission will break it all down and you're dying because nico and ingram combined for just 10 Devontae adds just six and that's just enough to lose your zen i don't know how he sleeps at night with just three points that james cook that player stole your season he's more of a crook it was an inside job by cd lamb just six points for the people that Lamb is a liability, and it's obvious, so wake up, Sheeple. It's sad that the bright spot was 11.6 from Alexander Mad, but going back to Lamb, the other performances were just bad. <laughs> your QB left the game and you got just six from Jake Moody, one point from the Pats, your team just straight up played like booty. Cheeky and plump, this team's weak was straight ass. Hey, Hey, these are good rhymes. I don't care if they're crass. I announce our next victim's name. And the crowd asks, who the F is Will? But that's enough stalling. It's time to die, so stay still. For the last time, Danko, I'll call you the champ. But come with me to the guillotine and place your neck in the clamp. You've been a good sport and a hell of a guy, but the time is up now, and it's your time to die. Over a year now, we've heard, never a doubt, but today the champ is on his way out. The only certainties in life, of course, are death and taxes, but when we play this game of guillotine, it's more like death and axes. So goodbye to you, our designated league goaltender. Remember this past week as your guillotine season ender. <laughs> and Danko is <was> waving slightly <laughs> and <It> waving <laughs> goodbye to the people. Snaps <laughs> also. Snaps for the boys. All right, I wrote that better than I thought. I'm kind of buzzing over here off this 128 proof. So. Oh,
1: I bet. <laughs> That's better than I thought. Third a third Zoom session and a third glasses freaking glenn moran she's also doing me good too so also glad you were able to work in the
0: never a doubt no i had to that's (laughs) uh yeah that is a a must i think i ended your championship poem on that one too so had to do it beautiful yeah all right man any closing words i think i've held up enough of your night but the boys got some good content out of this one
1: this was good let's do it let's do it again
0: it was fun. Yeah, we can do it for a non-death. We can oh, just yeah. have you to shoot the shit. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well, hopefully you have better luck in your other leagues and uh, you have more time to let your head grow back. And you can help me haunt the rest of the league and make them nervous on Sunday afternoons. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can we can get some more good surveys and people actually respond to them and Let's, yeah. let's keep the, uh, the podcast parlay going. Let's win the boys some money.
0: Podcast parlay. It's here. Let's do it. Here to stay. Here to stay. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Hope you had fun. I know I did. So uh, we'll get this posted here shortly. And uh, at the latest, I'll see you on Monday. Gotcha. All right, buddy. Talk see to you later. Oh. See ya. The price is wrong, bitch. What's up, Auction Leaguers? How you doing today? Let us first start with last week. Let's see how last week shook out. So, in the Price is Wrong, bitch. The highest score of the league went to Jose, who, of course, yours truly played against. Jose now has three highest scores in the league in the last four weeks. He's on a tear. And then he had a he laid an egg in week four with 126 points. Yikes. But Jose's red hot. Keeps it going. We thought he came back down to earth, but it was a one-week thing. So I ran into a freight train, put up 134, which is good, not great. Um... Not quite good enough, so um, didn't deserve to win in the first place. But Jose remains red hot with a score of 188. It is not a top 10 score of all time, so no updates there. Our lowest score of the week went to Singer, 104 points. Um, Yeah, not great. Not great at all. Um, But uh, as far as low scores go for the week, uh, there's scores in the 90s and even in the 70s uh, by Cam in week four. Uh, 104 is for a low score. That's not even that bad. And then Cam was just one point better with 105. So don't hang your head too low there, Singer. Singer's on top of the world now anyway. I'm not going to share the news. That's not to me. but Singer's having a good couple of days. Good for you, buddy. Um, As a league, we scored 1,420. Nice. 0. 0.75 points last week. Which... Is the third highest so far this year, uh, right in the middle. So yeah, uh, third so far uh, for the year. Nothing great, nothing great. Okay, it was pretty average. Let's break down quickly these matchups. I just wanted to get a little bit of content out there, uh, out there for these boys. So let's break down these matchups very quickly. First matchup. Let me take a sip of this little bourbon here, taking some lumineers. That's good stuff. All right. Man, that song takes me back to a simpler time, let me tell you. I remember uh, I remember me and Brett belting that bad boy out in our college, uh, in our house. 809 Pleasant Street, baby. And appropriately enough, here's a nice little segue. Brett and I play each other this week. Oh, another banger. Bangers only on the Commissioner Count podcast. Let's go. This bourbon's hitting. Um, Brett and I, matchup number one. Uh, I didn't know I was playing against Patrick Mahomes this week, but that sucks. I think Joe Burrow has also found his footing on the year. Uh, He just started chucking it up to Jamar. F it. Jamar's down there somewhere. Uh, Turns out that strategy works pretty well. I love me some Tua. I love me some Sam Howell, but Sam Howell just cannot keep pace with Mahomes and Burrow. So easy advantage there for Brett. I do like my running backs a little better. I see Jonathan Taylor there for Brett. Uh, but I think he's still going to be on a little bit of a leash, and my wide receivers are ready to explode. Cooper Cup is back. Jalen Waddle, kind of yet to break out, but then I got Devonte Smith too. I like that. That might be a top three unit in the league, conservatively. I don't want to toot my own horn too much, um, but I think that's a very good wide receiver unit. Tight ends close. I'll give myself the nod at flex. With Josh Jacobs over Josh Palmer. Um, Brett probably has a slight edge there. With defense, uh, his Dolphins taking on the Panthers. So uh, I like myself here. I do. Sleeper has the spread at about 12. The game has started already on Thursday night. I'm favored by about 12 right now. I don't know if I cover that. Brett's QBs are going to go off I think Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to cook a little bit more in the second half I don't know if I cover that 12 point spread but I like my chances to win next matchup we got Rick versus Mark current spread is Rick minus about 18 Rick's uh, up to an early lead 7.1 from Pacheco so far Let's break the rest of this down. So, yeah, Mark's young QBs remains a problem. Desmond Ritter and Bryce Young in there. Not an attractive group. Meanwhile, Rick's got the ultimate draft value in Brock Purdy, who is rock solid, and Trevor Lawrence, who has been struggling, but I don't think that's going to continue. Uh, For the sake of myself and other leagues, I hope it doesn't continue. Rick also has Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, Amazing running back group. Mark is no slouch here. no slouch here either, though. With Brees Hall and Kamara, I do. I, I'm just gonna lean the way of Christian McCaffrey, though. It's really that easy. This is a star-studded wide receiver matchup. Rick's got Jamar, Calvin Ridley, Jordan Addison, who should be seeing quite a bump up with Justin Jefferson out. Mark has Tyreek, Steph, Diggs, Puka. Wow, what a wide receiver! Match up here. I'm going to lean Rick here as well. Uh, I think Jamar is going to take over another game. I think Kelvin Ridley needs to be more consistent, but he's on his way after last week, and I think Addison's got the world in front of him this week. This is close, though. Mark's got a really good wide receiver group, too. Tight end. Uh, very close. Very, very close. Cole Komet versus Logan Thomas. Not, not really going to break that one down. That's very close. Rick, you get negative points in my head for starting Pacheco in the flex. Always move your Thursday night players to whatever position they are playing. In case anything happens, then if your flex spot is open, you have flexibility to play either position. So now if something happens when you're starting running backs, you have to find another running back as opposed to having the option of a wide receiver or a tight end. So let that be a lesson to you. But... Pacheco's off to a good start. Over seven points already at halftime. I like Rick in this matchup. I think the spread is probably about right. I gave him wins at QB, running back and wide receiver, a draw at tight end. Sorry, Mark. They're not massive wins other than quarterback. Quarterback's not close. Everything else is. But, yeah, Rick gets the dub. Matchup number three hurts so good. That's Matt versus Team Eric90I. Eric, we really got to work on that team name. I've I've said that before. We gotta we gotta be better on that front. Uh, the spread right now is Eric though minus about eleven. Matt's already underway here with three and a half points. Oh, from two players, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. He's got the double dip of Broncos, the Denver double dip, Broncos country. Let's let's cry. That's not good. Uh, Bad start for Matt there. Quarterbacks I'm looking at, though. Matt might get a few points here because Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert is incredible as a one-two punch. Eric has Josh Allen, though, and Matthew Stafford is also very hot. He's on pace for over 5,000 passing yards, I saw uh, already. I don't know where, but, yeah, the, the numbers are there. The touchdown regression should be in the good way as well, especially with Cooper Cup back. Hammer that bet this week. Cooper Cup, anytime touchdown. That's free money. Running back, um, this is fairly close, too. Eric, I hope Eckler plays. I think Eckler plays, and I think that is why I give the nod here to Eric, because of Eckler with James Cook, was a great matchup. Wide receiver, I have to go Eric's way here because Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy for Matt have combined for not even four points at halftime. Brutal. And then he's got Jahan Dawson, who I am a big Jahan Dawson owner this year, and he's been extremely disappointing. So I think Eric slaps Matt around at the wide receiver matchup this week. Sam Laporta though for Matt, he gets some points back because he is Jesus. He's got Kyle Pitts. Uh <laughs> frustrating nod there for laporta for sure uh flex is very close mixing for a rico and lockett for eric uh that one's close but yeah i'm gonna go eric here i don't think he wins the quarterback battle but he keeps it close i got him at wins at wide receiver definitely wide receiver and uh and running back so eric i i think you might even cover those 11 points i i think you're running back and wide receiver positions to have you pull away a little bit as long as you don't get blown out at quarterback, I don't think he will. Fourth matchup Darkness Retreat. That's Tommy versus Team Nicotine. That's Cam. The spread right now is currently Tommy minus 14. And neither team has players going on Thursday night. Tommy's QBs are a little bit rough here with matchups. CJ Stroud's taking on New Orleans, Jared Goff, Tampa Bay. They're both, I don't know if they're red, orange-ish matchups. Um, Cam, Deshaun Watson's not going to play, move him out. Uh, Even if he does, he has a uh, very tough matchup. Oh, Cam might be relying on Ryan Tannehill. He's the only other quarterback on the bench. And look at Cam, still has five empty bench spots. Disgraceful. Cam's saving grace, maybe, is that he's got Kirk Cousins against the Bears this week. Uh, But I don't trust Cam to move Deshaun Watson out of that starting position. So, advantage there for Eric. Cam, prove me wrong. Cam, also, pick up some freaking players. You have five empty bench spots. Stop ruining my life. I need more bourbon, now. Cam makes me drink. This is your fault. Running back, uh, Eric. Not Eric. Wow, just get tipsy and think of Eric all the time. Hmm. Uh, all right, Tommy. is Bijan and Tony Pollard, great duo. Cam has Saquon, who should play, and Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce has really struggled to get going, though, so running back there for me is the edge for Tommy. Don't even really have to think that hard about it. Wide receivers, Tommy's got Garrett Wilson, Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman, Cam, C.D. Lamb, Chris Olave, Gabe games. Chris Olave had two catches last week. One of them, thankfully for Olave owners, was for a touchdown. I got no faith in the guy right now. I will, this is close, though. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Tommy's direction again. Um, Because I think my homerness is getting in the way, and I don't think Chris Godwin's going to have a good week. Against the Lions, of course, so I'm going to realize that and just say Godwin's probably going to do better than I give him credit for, so I'll go Tommy. Tight ends, very close. Hawkinson versus Andrews. Uh, Hawkinson might have a slight bump here, actually. A slight edge with Justin Jefferson out, but it's close. Uh, Then we got another Viking in play here with the Flex. Tommy's got Alexander Madison versus Cam's Marquise Hollywood Brown, who's been very good. Very good. Um, whew. I actually give Cam the edge out there. Um, yeah, but that's not enough. Uh, Cam, I need to see actual effort and some level of give a shit from you for me to pick you in a in a matchup. So Tommy here, Tommy covers, no problem. Tommy moves on with another win. Final matchup, we got Jose D's bow nuts versus Premium Ass Sets. Singer This is not expected to be A high scoring matchup Uh, Currently It's Singer minus 5 Projected only 108 Jose projected only 103 They both have players underway On Thursday night football Singer's got Ross going Only 1.43 At halftime And Jose's got 14 already With Travis Kelsey What a monster Absolute monster Jose also has Lamar Jackson and Dak. Dak's got to bounce back. I have faith that he will after being embarrassed last week. The whole team got embarrassed. Singer doesn't really get any better for him. Russ is off to a terrible start. And then Daniel Jones against Buffalo was his other QB. Uh, Jose is going to crush this quarterback matchup. At running back, Jose has Devon Achan, who is out. So who is he going to pivot to? Maybe this Debarcado guy from uh, Arizona that looks like the most uh, probable pivot for Jose. Jose, you have three empty bench spots too. Figure it out, man. Be better. Uh, and then he's also got James Conner. Oh, man, he's got to pivot twice. Khalil Herbert would be his other guy, but he's doubtful. Jose, you're in trouble, man. Kenneth Walker on the bench. There it that is. is. That'll, that'll fix some of his his concerns uh, but then he's got Bijan and David Montgomery on the other side for Singer yeah Jose's too beat up going Singer on running back that's not even difficult Jose's wide receivers Debo DJ Moore Adam Thielen nice little wide receiver core there Singer's got DK Brandon Ayuk Devontae Adams another really good group wow Um, I will go the numbers say go Singer here I'm gonna go the other way though. This is Commissioner Kellen's hot take. I think Jose barely edges out Ho- uh, Jose barely edges out Singer at wide receiver, less than five points. Tight end, K- Kelsey's at 14 at the half. I don't. I don't. It, it's Travis Kelsey producing heavily at halftime. Yep, Enough said. Uh, Darren Waller is Singer's guy. That won't be close. Flex. I'm gonna go Singer because. Jose's so beat up at running back, I the guys that he could plug into his flex are going to have to be a starting running back, so Singer there. I think I think Jose comes back in this one. Because of quarterbacks, Lamar and Dak is just so much better than Danny Dimes and Russell Wilson. Running back's going to hurt. I think he wins at wide receiver, and if Travis Kelsey keeps cooking, I think Jose pulls it out. Sorry, Singer, but again, You've had a good couple of days, man. Focus on what's important. Life is good for you right now. Congratulations. That is it, boys. That is it for the breakdown. 16 minutes, longer than I expected. But, hey, when the commissioner's been drinking, he's got opinions. So, um, good luck this weekend. Get those lineups set. Pick up your, pick up some freaking players so you don't have empty bench spots, you jabronis. Cam and Jose. That is all I have. I'll let Avicii play us out. Talk to you boys later. up keeper leaguers let's go into last week quickly here to just kind of recap what went down week five highest score of the week was to me 195.82 points not too shabby since my quarterback left the game in the first quarter i will take it apologies to singer who put up 182 and lost to that effort um, low score on the week 102 to joe barnes uh 102.28 that's an important differentiation because at 102.7 was Eli. I get to see Eli tomorrow. Eli, we're going to we're going to do some drinking, man. That'll be fun. Looking forward to that one. Your fantasy team though needs work. As a league, we scored 1537.91 points last week. That is the second highest week of the year. Second only to Week Three, score of one thousand five hundred sixty-seven point one five points. So we we're right on that doorstep. We have no scores to add to the top ten list because nothing was over two hundred. I wish my quarterback would have played at least to halftime because I'd be over two hundred then, most likely. But uh, hey, it is what it is. Saving my points for playoffs. Let's uh, let's look at this week's matchups. Uh, It is Thursday night. The games are uh, actually the the Thursday night game has concluded. I have already done a couple hours of podcast recording and deleted a couple of bourbons. So feeling a little loose. So let's break these down. Matchup number one. We got myself the Golden Ponies versus me and my homies. Oh, there's a good little rhyme there uh, that could take place. The current spread after the Thursday night game is me minus 30 ish. Who already played? Oh, I want against Mahomes. Man, I want against Mahomes in a lot of leagues. And Rashi Rice. Love me some Rashi Rice. Um, but my boy, Travis Kelsey already has me 21. I don't really need to break this matchup down too much. I mean, I'm just going to read the names on my roster. Tua, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Kieran Williams, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Kelsey, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley. I win. I, sorry, Chris. I, I win. Um, okay, next matchup: the Todd Father Matt versus come versus come on, Charby. Let's go party. Current spread right now: nobody has had anybody play yet on Thursday night. It is zero zero. The spread is Matt is about a minus fifteen. Sixteen. Well it's yeah, we'll call it sixteen. Closer to sixteen. How do I see this one going down? The quarterbacks are very close. The wide receivers are also pretty close. The difference is running back. Derrick Henry needs to turn into Derrick Henry. It might be it's a little too early for Yeti season. Derrick Henry doesn't quite do what he does until November, December, January. So this is just Christian McCaffrey staring you in the face. He wins your running back matchup. So Matt definitely gets the nod there. Tight end. Tight end is garbage everywhere. Dallas Goddard versus Johnnie Smith does not get me excited one way or the other. Flex is very close with Michael Pittman Jr. versus Christian Kirk. They're both projected 13. And then the other Flex, Travis Etienne, uh, might make the difference here. Might make the difference here for Matt uh, against Nico Collins. Um, But Nico can explode a little bit. But I will go, I think ETN's a little higher of a floor. So I'm going to say ETN here gets the edge for Matt at the flex position. Uh, And I think Matt wins this one. I don't know if he covers that 16 points or so. Um, i pick Eli to cover Matt to win. Matchup number three, we got Sko versus Make My Team Great again, and this one is projected to be close. Sko already has 18 points. Oh, he played some Manji Brutal. But Harrison Butker with 17 already. Yikes. Brendan hasn't had anybody play yet. The current projection is Sko minus two um, for the spread. This is going to be a close one. And it's Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen right at the top. Josh Allen's got a better matchup, I would say. And Joe Burrow flashed last week. Was it a flash in the pan? Is Joe Burrow back? We will see this week. I will take right now the proven commodity in Josh Allen for this year against the Giants. I think Brennan's got an edge there. At wide receiver, this is close. This is very close. Devontae Smith, Michael Thomas, Jalen Waddell. For Sko versus Debo, Amon Ra, um, and uh, Amari Cooper for Brendan. Sorry, I had to find a, a, a good song to fit the vibe. I'm just going to call it a push. I don't know who wins that one. That is really close. There's both There's good and bad in that unit for both teams. Running back, I Sko already had Samaj Pirine go for 1.6. He's got DeAndre Swift, who's been on fire. But I'm going to hammer Brendan side on this with David Montgomery and Kenneth Walker. I think Brendan slaps skull around a little bit with that running back matchup this week. At tight end, Brendan's got Logan Thomas versus George Kittle. This is close. I'll give the, ed- the edge to Kittle just because he's got the upside. Flex, Thielen and Palmer for Skow versus Josh Downs and Miles Sanders for Brendan. Uh, this goes Skow's way. goes way for sure. So... um Man, this is close. Go's got a lead. He's projected to win by two. I think the projections are a little too low for Brendan's running backs and quarterback. I think Brendan wins this one by about five. I'm gonna take Brendan in this one. So, especially if I'm getting points, Brendan plus the points, Brendan money line. Fuck me up with that all day. Fourth matchup, we got WDP Singer versus Everything Hurts Rick. Right now, Singer is favored to win. By 12, both teams have had a player play already. Jerry Judy had 4.4, Isaiah Pacheco 15.8. That's for Singer and for Rick. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, 6.2. Uh, tough matchup for him for the for the uh, free agent acquisition. Uh, Rick gets the edge here at QB with Jalen Hurts over Kirk Cousins. At wide receiver, DJ Moore, J- uh, Jordan Addison, Jerry Judy. For Singer versus Jacoby Myers, DeAndre Hopkins, Drake London for Rick. That is really freaking close as well. I'm having a really hard time picking winners in these wide receiver matchups. I'm going to go, though, with Rick because I think even his worst wide receiver score is more than the 4.4 Jerry Judy got. So, yeah, Rick there. Running back, um, we'll flip the other way. So, Jaleel McLaughlin's already gone for Rick, only scored 6.2. Rick also has Joe Mixon, who is... Awesome. Um, But Singer already had Pacheco go for 15.8, and then he's got Kamara. So for everything I said about Rooks wide receivers, you can say about Singer's running backs, I'm going Singer here. Tight end is a heap of garbage, but I I do like Cole Komet quite a bit more than Dalton Schultz, so I'll go Rick there. Flex, Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs for Singer versus James Cook and Deontay Foreman. For Rick. Oh no. Uh yeah, Singer all day there. Um and who do I go overall? I think I had Rick. I had Rick for QB wide receiver. I have Singer for running back and flex. I also had tight end for Rick. Man, this one's close. Um if you gave me points one way or another on this one, I would take the points. I'm gonna go with Singer. New father. Singer wins the week. Final matchup, easy breezy. That's Eric versus Joe, all about the Jeffersons. Eric has already had Javante Williams go, and thank God for Eric that Javante scored the two-point conversion because they only had 10 touches for 52 yards and a two-point conversion. So kind of salvaged his day with a free seven points there. I'm sorry, with a free two points to get to seven points on the week. Joe hasn't had anybody play yet. At quarterback, Joe's got the advantage. Eric is starting Bryce Young, who is struggling to say the least. Stafford's a good little play, too. Uh, I think I'm going to hammer him in DraftKings, probably stack him up with Cooper Cup. Uh, I like Stafford a lot this week hosting the Cardinals. I also love me some... Rams minus seven against the Cardinals. At wide receiver, yeah, so advantage there for Joe. At wide receiver, Joe's got Puka, Josh Reynolds, DK Metcalf, Eric, Marquise Hollywood, Brown, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Boyd. I'm going, man, I'm going to go Eric here. I think Pukas comes, Puka comes down to earth a little bit this week. I think they're going to really get Cooper Cup going. I think he's going to be who he is. Uh, so maybe Puka sees a, a slightly down day. I'll give the edge here to Eric. At running back, Eric has Brees Hall and Javante, who already scored seven points. Joe has Ramondre, who's got a good matchup this week, and Alexander Madison. This is a push because uh, Javante already sucked. I think Alexander Madison sucks. But I think Brees Hall and Reminder Stevenson are good. So each team has one good and one bad. Tight ends, Mark Andrews versus TJ Hawkinson. What a heavyweight matchup. I'm going to give the edge here to Hawkinson with Justin Jefferson out. I think Hawkinson is already elite as far as a tight end option goes in fantasy. Um, Mark Andrews also elite, but I think Hawkinson is going to be even better with Jefferson out. At flex, Raheem Mostert and Antonio Gibson for Eric. Versus Tank Dell and Elijah Moore for Joe. I like neither. <laughs> uh, I'm lost in the Avicii right now. I'll go to Eric here. I think Raheem Mostert is a really good play with Achan out. Um, Antonio Gibson doesn't excite me at all, but I think Mostert carries this lineup. There, this this matchup at flex for sure. Um, This is really tough to pick. I think I'm going to go... I'm going with Eric. Because of the flex. Because of the running back. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah. If Eric loses, I think it's because of Stafford. But right now, it's projected to be just a four-point matchup. I think it's close. It could go either way. I like Eric a little bit more in this one, though. All right, a little Vici play us out. Good luck, boys, Set those lineups. Talk to you on the other side.